Far better is it to dare mighty things, to win glorious triumphs, even though checkered by failure, than to rank with those poor spirits who neither enjoy nor suffer much because they live in a gray twilight that knows no victory nor defeat. Theodore Roosevelt. Let's check out our glorious triumphs this week on The Mighty Anvil. God, you are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand my temptations. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fires from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. 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 Man, that's almost as good as Rattle for me. I've been cracking. I need to listen to this song. Dude. You haven't heard it yet? No. Oh, my. I I listen to podcasts a lot, so. That's okay. Brian, what do you think of uh, Rattle? I love Elevation Worship anyway. You love Elevation Worship anyway? Yeah. So every every song they put out. Yeah. I'm I'm on Mosaic right now. What is Mosaic? It's a uh, worship band up from... Um, the Church Mosaic out in uh, okay. in California. Um, right on. Irwin McManus, that's their Ew, worship team. I might have to it's check amazing. that out. I love me some Irwin McManus. Ooh, yeah, tremble. It'll get you. All right, guys, we got some brushing to do. Let's do some brushing. So uh, send us a – this is last weekend. You don't have your input in. You don't get to be in the contest. But, hey, this is the last weekend for Mighty Anvil Podcast at gmail.com. Send your uh, – your ideas and what we want to call the listeners. So far, we've got Dan. He's got the uh, Strikers. Pat has uh, Blacksmiths, Jorge, Hammers, Gabe, Anvilers, Linda, Ironworkers. And then we got, uh, who do we got? Tell me, Brian. The Anvilites. The Anvilites. Brian is down for the Anvilites. Yes. So um, this is the last weekend. We will be making that call. Alan, do you have any uh, ideas what... uh, I like anvilites. I also like strikers. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, as with a hammer, well, I guess as, as a blacksmith, with a hammer, you would strike the metal. So, strikers. We're going. But also, we have a giveaway. We Yes, we do. We do have a giveaway. Who doesn't like free stuff, Alan? See I, what I did there? You tell me. You tell me. <laughs> so, we have a new book from Gary Gregory called The Super Fantastic Process. Um, in order to win a free copy of this, don't all give, you need to do is... Don't, don't give them the answers because it's written down there. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> all you need to do is email your answer to the questions to mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the two questions are, on the cover of the book, it speaks to becoming becoming a salt of the earth leader. There we go. <laughs> what And the question is, what verse did Jesus call disciples salt of the earth? And the second question, and what else did he call them in the next verse? Yes. So we got one. Uh, we got one giveaway. We've already given one book away. Uh, so right on. keep el- keep emailing us. Okay. So today, again, I'm not too sure. I want to call him a guest. Um, I can't tell you. Well, I could. 
and I'm going to. I'm going to tell you exactly what this guy means to me. Um, there was a time where I was going through something, and instead of him saying, hey, you're going to get through this, it was we're going to get through this. That's a true sign of a brother right there, putting himself in there, knowing that he's going to help you out. Um, he's got an extremely large heart for God, chases him daily. His drive on just who he is, what he's going to do, where he's going is huge. And I have to, I look up to that for things that are coming for me. I look to him to see what he's got going on because when it comes to drive, I, there's very few people that I, I have seen or noticed that the drive is so high. But with that said, Brian Towers, welcome, sir. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. Yeah. Thank you for your kind words. <laughs> oh, man, dude, I'm telling you. Uh, when we talk about who's your three, uh, if you go back to episode one with Chuck and uh, we're talking about who's your three, um, I've, been, I've been, been hearing that for 13, almost 14 years now, and I've got one. I've got one of my three. <laughs> I've got many guys that I can lean on. Uh, two other ones are here in the room with us as well, but um, Brian and I do a lot of life together. Um, we're very intentional in that. So, yeah, man, uh, dude, couldn't, there's a reason why you're here, man. Well, thank you. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Church life? How, how did you get, you know, where you're at? Uh, well, I'm originally from uh, Maryland, the uh, northeast, as you like to call it. It's not the northwest? No, not the northwest. Okay. It's not the northeast either. But Way uh, north. Way northeast. <laughs> now, the weather outside today would make you think we're in the uh, northeast or back home. Moved down here about four years ago for work and um, was very fortunate uh, a couple years after that that I... Uh, was placed in the path of a gentleman that actually attended Elevate Life. That kind of goes into my church story or church life. Um, met a man uh, named Jamar that uh, that attended Elevate. And um, without going into the whole story, um, he ended up inviting me to Elevate Life in March 2018. Um, Scott was one of the first, actually probably the first um, person to actually be really intentional about speaking to me while I was at church. We attended the same service for a couple months, and um, <clears throat> he just uh, reached out one day. We started talking, started sitting together, and, um, you know, as they say, the rest is history. Yeah, I was very intentional because uh, at the time, I've had a couple of guys come in and out of my life that would be considered who's your three, um, and for several months I was wondering, where where is mine? Why am I not... And uh, I heard the word and said, hey, if you, if you want them, go get them. So uh, I noticed Brian sitting by himself a couple of times, and uh, it was a shirt or something that— uh, it, was a, it was a grunt-style shirt. Grunt. And, and you asked me if I was if I'd served in the military. And I, yeah, you, course, look, you look at no, you, man. You're a fine specimen. Yeah, I'll take that. That's just weird. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> uh, so I, I walked up to, or sat down, walked up to him, and, hey, is this seat taken? And uh, for the first couple of months, because I'm old and hard of hearing, his name was Ryan with an R. <laughs> mm. But, uh, you know, another another time that I had with that was with you, Alan. Uh, mm-hmm. Saw you standing. You weren't necessarily alone. You just happened to be alone at that time. And that was my key to, hey, if, you know, to talk to talk to men and uh, when they're alone. And so that was that was my intention with you as well. So, uh it caught me off guard at first. Yeah, I was like, why is this little guy talking to I was like, to who's me? this guy? <laughs> He's so short. No. <laughs> so, Brian, uh, core scripture, core values? Core scripture um, that I found is Joshua 1.9. Um, 
and that's actually uh, that was part of one of the challenges this week was to find your three scriptures that you go to in times of struggle um, and it's uh thank you sir have I not commanded you be strong and of courage do not be afraid do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go and one of the first times I heard that was in the um, the rock is video um, or YouTube video and it just uh, it spoke to me um, and I actually have it written on my mirror in my bathroom and if anybody knows anything about me I don't like things out of place i don't like stuff written on my mirrors i don't you know everything's clean and neat but that's the weekend um, from a to z podcast we'll get into yeah <laughs> so yeah so i have stuff actually written all over my mirror which was a big step for me to take yes and, and you have and that scripture you've gone right. overboard on that mirror and i think it's a good no, thing I'm not, well yeah you say overboard yeah. but it's not it's i'm just i'm just messing with you yeah. but you do have a quite a bit of stuff to and i, I do the same thing but yeah i don't take it to that level but like I said, man, uh, you are driven, and you take everything that I that you do to the next level. Yeah. So, core values, core values, honor, accountability, love, well, generosity, and positive attitude. And most of those were developed because most of those areas I I wasn't living living in those core values. So those are what I'm striving to live in, and. Until I came to ELC, um, you know, I don't, nobody ever spoke to me about core values. So right. it's something that I'm striving to be. I'm striving to be honorable, striving to have accountability, to love well. That was actually just adopted this, um, you know, December when we were going over our uh, core values and goals for 2021. Um, Josh and I talked quite a bit about that. Um, it turned from selflessness to loving well um, because I think that's the first part of it being selfless is loving well gotcha. uh, myself other people um and then generosity is something not that i struggle with but it just wasn't a part of my life before you know um and that's one of the things that i started doing from the very get-go that um i didn't really think about it when they spoke about tithing and, and everything at church i just you know that's that's the way of the church and that's what we were going to do so that was that wasn't that difficult honestly um, that was probably the, the least difficult values out of, out of all of them. And then positive attitude. Um, so I, I actually developed them by my weaknesses. Yeah, I got you. I, I kind of, I understand what you're weaknesses doing. Weaknesses that I see, you know. Right. My, <laughs> well, I would have to, yeah. Now, I know others might have different opinions on that, but that's what I see, yeah. you know. I'm not sure all those are maybe I don't yeah I don't see the, those as weaknesses for you but I understand what you're I think mm. you're, I see where you're going yeah I on the other hand uh, had developed mine when it was what whatever I bump up against right mm-hmm. so I'm already there I like I like the way Kenny said that bump up against it's like yeah oh, so um and I my, most of mine are strengths that those are already defining so I like the way you did that mm-hmm. I need to probably add one that I need to work on. That's good. I like Generosity. That. How about you, Alan, on your core values? How do you how did you line them out? Um, I lined them out just basically a little bit on, on how we grew up um, in my childhood with my parents from another country. And, uh, you know, after that, it was and I never really thought about core values either until, you know, going going to church and hearing about it from stage. And that's when you're like, oh, and then you kind of sit and think and you're like, oh, well, I already have some of these. I just never put anything to paper 
Um, yeah, I think a lot of people have the core values yeah. that they're, they're, we were talking about, but it's just, uh, are they, are they intentional about how they line them out in their life and do they, you know, line their lives out and make sure that everything lines up with those core values? They're kind of second nature to me. It's not it, like, you know, I, I don't go around thinking about core values every day or, you know, when I'm interacting with people, it's just, I think it, for me, it, it feels second nature. And like you said, something that you bump up against, you're like, hmm, probably shouldn't have done that because that rubs up against X, Y, Z core value that I have. I've definitely flexed them a little bit. Flexed. Flexed them. (laughs) (laughs) They've been pushed a little bit. Hey, so in uh, this week's reading, Alan, uh, Alan, I know who you are. Uh, Brian, what was uh, a core scripture that you pulled out of there? You said you you adopted one, but was there another one that jumped out at you? Uh, Yes, I was actually going through this last night, um, and it was Philippians 4, 8 through 9. Um, I don't normally read out of the message version, but the message version is what's in the book. And it's uh, summing it all up, friends. I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Put into practice when you, what you learned from me, what you heard and saw and realized. Do that and God who makes everything work together will work you into his most excellent harmonies. Um, and in one of the previous um, times I was doing SoCon, I had written down um, an arrow pointing to it said mindset. And for me, one of my biggest struggles and battles is against my mind. Um, and that just, it kind of hit me last night. I was looking through it because um, I hadn't really picked one out yet, honestly. Um, I was going back and forth between a quote and then a sentence and everything, and I couldn't, didn't really... Um, didn't really have one picked out but that just uh that kind of struck me um when i was reading it last night gotcha <laughs> how many times have you been through SoulCon, brian this is gonna be fourth maybe okay yeah and when you were invited after you completed who was your invite who's the person that you invited and why i haven't invited anybody yet um the first two times um we did it was with Scott and we were, I think we were meeting at uh, roses. And then the next time we did it was myself, Scott, Dan, and John. Um, so we kind of broke it down a little bit uh, mm-hmm. to a smaller group. And then after that, we kind of put SoCon on pause for a while. Yeah. Okay. And this is, this is the fourth time. So this might be the fifth time. Cause we did it twice together at roses and then individually after that. Okay. I see what you did. I, I quick math, quick math. <laughs> so you say, why ha- I'm just going to ask, why have you not invited uh, anybody to join you on a round of SoulCon? Well, I didn't invite anybody to the second round because I didn't feel that I was ready to invite anybody. Fair the enough. third round, when we kind of broke the, the group down a little bit smaller, was just you and I and Dan and John. That's kind of the group we had put together. And then, of course, we're doing it now through Mighty Men. Gotcha. And you're leading a group of uh, guys now? Yes. Yeah, we have our... Our Mighty Men group is big enough to where we've actually broken it down into smaller squads. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's challenging me as it is because, I mean, obviously, we all go through battles and struggles every single day. For me, um, leading other men while I'm doing that is another, you know, mindset for me that I have to get past that says, you know, yeah, you're always going to go through battles and struggles. So, you know, 
and I think I've told you the same thing. You know, we're able to do more than two things at once. So, yeah, um, leading men and going through struggles at the same time is just something that, man, it's life, right? I guess when you call someone out on that, it's like something you should be going through too, huh? Yeah, you gotta, I mean, it, it's easy to, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Right. I mean, that's right. the way of the world. So it's 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 harder to actually, you know, do that. I'm sorry. There was a little bit of uh, our relationship in that, that comment. We we tend to kick each other quite often. <laughs> it's, a, it's just such a strange friendship. But um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah. How do you find that you stay on course? Define stay on course. Uh, so when struggles, life struggles get in the way, or they, they try to get in the way? Well, previously, um, and that's one thing that I'm still consciously working through. Um, before, I would, I would shut down. You know, um, I would, you know, just put myself in isolation and get away from everything. And, and now, at, at times, it still happens, but, you know, I'm pushed and not pressured, but pushed by my brothers to you know call me tell me what's going on you know that's one of the hardest things to do is pick the phone up but it's so necessary um and it's it's crazy that you know how quick the the switch can be flipped from you know i'm going through something and uh, you know it's it's devastating to i'm still going through it but now you're going through it with me um and you're lifting me up out of it so that's it's it's still a struggle but you know getting past that keeping it to myself, keeping it in the dark, you know, and then sharing it with the brother, whether it's something I've, you know, uh, a mistake I've made personally or just, you know, life in general. Yeah. Um, but having the brothers around me to, to reach out to and sometimes reaching out to me and, you know, the relationship I have with Scott and the relationship I have with Josh, they can tell the tone of my voice that, okay, something's going on. You're going to have to tell me, what, you know, what's going on today. And yeah. then and it just comes out. And um, one of the, the greatest... One of you know greatest things I've ever heard was from Mr. S- uh, Scott Unklebach a couple years ago through Freedom. I was going through something, um, and it was really difficult. And um, you know I hadn't told anybody about it. And he's you know I shared it with the entire Freedom group, and he said, "What you just did is you brought it to light, and now the devil cannot use it against you." Yeah. He was like, "Before it was in the dark." He was like, "And that's where it wants you." He was like, "But you just brought it out to the light. You brought it out to your brothers, and he can no longer use it against you." That has stuck with me from the day, you know, he, he told me that. And, and, it's, and for me, it's true. You know, every time I share something, even if it's something, you know, that I've, you know, a mistake I've made personally, um, it just, it's a weight lifted off my shoulders. Not that it's an excuse or, you know, I've, I've been allowed to do it, but just sharing it and, you know, having someone else walk through it with me. It's, it's just been monumental. Yeah, that's awesome. Can, At, you, can you... Yes. Look up Isaiah 6, 1 through 8, because I'm going to have that sexy, smooth voice read that here in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what version? Um, your, your choice. Okay. So, Brian, where does your anxieties, where, what, what causes anxiety in your life? Let me get to that. I was actually going through that question last night. Um I read a book or it was either a book or a podcast that said a lot of times we mask a lot of other feelings into anxiety. Um, and I find that to be true. So writing down last night, the answer to that question was seemingly everywhere, uh, for me. 
Um, now, I don't know that it'll always be like that, and I, I pray that it's not. But, um, you know, working on becoming more emotionally um, and spiritually mature has really helped me and given me a platform to get through those anxieties. I mean, a couple of years ago, um, you know, I really didn't want to leave the apartment, you know, and, you know, now we're meeting for lunch a couple times a week and, you know, we're, we're at church on Saturdays and Sundays, um, you know, so just building that foundation and having the right people around me has really um, not necessarily driven that anxiety out, but has given me a foundation that it doesn't, I'm not as weak in those areas as I used to be. But, I mean, there's a lot of things that give me anxiety, you know. Uh, is there something you think about? I, you, you mentioned that uh, being with the brothers, that kind of helps, you know, who you have in your life to kind of pull you mm -hmm. out of those things. But is there another tool that you use to help people or to help you with get through your anxiety? Well, one thing that, um, you know, the tools at, at my disposal is the Word of God. Um, I don't refer back to them in that in that moment, that's one thing I struggle with that I'm working on. And one of the challenges this week was, what are your three core scriptures that you fall back on? That's, that's one of the areas I struggle with right now is when I feel that anxiety, when I feel those pressures um, come along, you know, my natural default is to fall back in, you know, into, in, into um, you know, isolation. So it's trying to fight through that, you know. Um, so it, it's a constant battle, but it's a battle that I'm um, moving forward in instead of staying, you know, staying where I was. I'll tell you, so this has been a, a week about me. <laughs> so any, any situation I've been putting in my... And is that different from any other week? Or? No, not, not really. Not really, not for <laughs> okay. me. It's something I'm are working we, are on. Are we allowed to jab each other on this podcast? Absolutely. Okay, sure. great. Yeah, All I right, think that that shows, uh, that shows our brotherhood. Good. But where I was going with that is uh, the second or third round of SoulCon for me, uh, I'm claustrophobic. I don't like tight spaces. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I'm a big guy, although people would laugh at me and go, dude, seriously, 250 pounds, I'm thinking you're not a little guy. People like make fun of me in my car, It's but it's a German car. It's got a lot of room inside. I can put a lot of clowns in there, although I wouldn't do it. <laughs> um, but one of the things that I, through the, that third challenge, I told myself I was going to face my fear. Mm -hmm. And my fear of um, close spaces came to the point to where uh, doing events at church for Christmas or whatever, they have these uh, uh, costumes. I don't know, costumes yeah. or whatever, but they costumes. would put the, you put the heads on. I, I've done it before, but it was it was getting very difficult. And uh, so that round, I told myself, okay, for Christmas, during the Christmas production, I'm going to be the gingerbread man or the snowman or whatever. I'm going to put that head on. It was funny. So watching, um, watching my heart rate monitor when I walked in the door to church, knowing what I was going to do, mm -hmm. you could see a spike in the heart rate. It was funny. So we get into where we're changing, and you can see the spikes of when I put the head on and I take the head off. I put the head on and I take the head off. Um, but I told myself I was going to uh, face that fear. Brian uh, held my hand. God, it sounded so strange, but that's what brothers are for, man. They, they hold your hand when, uh, when your hand needs to be held. It's okay, pumpkin. <laughs> Fingers locked. Yes. Oh, ugh. Anyway, so... Um, you know, one of the things, uh, a gentleman, a young, 
I would call him a kid. Uh, I talked to him this week. It was interesting because I'm trying to get him on the podcast, but he's got an amazing heart. His name's Mike, and I'm not going to butcher his last name. <laughs> but uh, he prayed over me and prayed peace, and it was the weirdest feeling that this it was like uh, getting in the shower and water just running from your, your head to your feet. I'm going to get a little emotional here, man. Um, but, you know, he prayed that over me. The peace came. The heart rate actually went down. You can see it. We walked around uh, the lobby for 30 minutes, uh, and everything was it was good. Uh, so knowing that I had my brother with me and knowing you know, or just that amazing prayer that was prayed over me before, they, everybody in that room saw the anxiety that I had. It was very noticeable. I don't know, Brian, what would you say it was noticeable? Look at By him. the amount of sweat coming off your body, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so yeah, that was that was my anxiety. I don't know that I'm over uh, tight spaces, but I do know that through Solcon, I have learned to find my PMA positive mental attitude, to find um, you know a way of meditating through things. Uh, so that that was a kind of a takeout for me. That was a huge thing for me and think they talked about uh the ropes course that mm-hmm. uh, cody was not and, fond and of see heights. for me in that situation the anxiety came from being the center i call it the center of attention but you know i'm walking around with you in a uh, snowman costume so all the eyes are on what i feel are on us so that was my anxiety you know having to walk you around because oh, really? everybody's coming up to us and stuff like and it's like i have to interact with all these people you know what i mean they're going to you know, who doesn't see a snowman walking through church? You know what I mean? So it wasn't so, me that needed to hold the hand so tight. Mm. <laughs> I was wondering what was going on there. Yeah, so that that was my anxiety. You okay, know? gotcha. Right on. Well, brother's getting through it, man. That's what we do. As a man after God, what do you struggle with, Brian? Cool. Um, and I'm glad uh, I listened to, to Frank last week, and I have to piggyback on that. Um, I struggle with, with everything, honestly. It's just the level um, that I struggle with, you know, from, um, you know, getting up early in the morning, um, you know, to, to staying semi-disciplined with diet, exercise, um, you know, struggling through anxiety, struggling through, um, you know, reading the word. And I, I mean, honestly, everything It's just, you know, everybody's got a different level of struggle. You know what I mean? Like you were struggling with claustrophobia you know that wouldn't have bothered me my struggle was with anxiety everybody looking at me you know what I mean so I think we all struggle with everything you know it's just what level is it you know some people can't get out of bed in the morning I wake up at 345 and get right out of bed it's not always easy it's it's a struggle it's just not that difficult of a struggle for me gotcha Alan could you read uh Isaiah 6 1 through 8 guys listen to a smooth voice yeah in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, and two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke woe to me i cried i am ruined for i am a man of unclean lips i have lived among 
a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and whom, and who will go with for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Brian, when you uh, read that this week, and you know previous times, does that make an impact on you, and what does it say to you? I had to read it a couple times um, because honestly, I didn't remember reading it the the, um, the times before. But what stuck out to me was says then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your inequity is taken away and your sin purged. And the vision I got was, um, I don't know much about refining metal, but I know it's a very, um, you know, the process involves really, really high heat. So what I saw was the hot coal touching his lips and burning away all of the past sins, um, the past, you know, struggles that, that, you know, that we've gone through and we're, we are made clean. We are purified. So a lot of people, you know, see and hear the last sentence. Then I said, here I am, send me. I see in my vision, in, in my mind, the, the newness that's made, um, you know, that, that's brought out by the purification you know, of walking in this journey. Um, that That's what spoke to me about that. And I just I just keep seeing a vision of this hot coal touching, you know, his lips. And then, bam, all, you know, all the impurities are burned off. And then, you know, he's made new again. Alan, when you read that, um, you know, what, did, did, what, what comes to mind for you? The thing that comes to mind for me is, I mean, if anybody has burned themselves on a stove, like it burns instantly and there's instant pain and you recoil from it. But in this scripture, clearly he was not harmed by the hot coal. So to me that it shows protection from the Lord. It also shows, uh, yeah, I, I guess... The best thing I can come up with, it, it shows protection and that even though this is hot, I'm going to use this to, to clean you. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to harm you because I'm with you. That's good. I, I didn't think about that. I, I also have a little comedian in my, in my head. <laughs> and all I can see is a seraphim going, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. Just, you know, I don't know. Anyway, so. Oh. One of the chapters this week was uh, called The Elephant in the Room. Uh, you just If y'all were here with us on the podcast, you would have seen three to four guys just go, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Um, trying to find someone to talk about The Elephant in the Room. Uh, it was difficult. There was a couple turned downs. Um, I think Brian even turned it down. He said, can we do another week? And then came back a couple of days and said, you know what? Uh, I struggle with this, so maybe I should talk about it. I think we all do, um, and the reason why we struggle with it, we'll get into. But uh, when we first were at Ro- uh, Rose's Cafe, 
there were some tiny ears, so we dubbed the phrase uh, elephanting, which I'm going to say it once, and then I'm not going to say it because it makes me very uncomfortable, but that's referring to masturbation and why that is a thing and why we struggle with it and why we shouldn't. And so, Brian, what are, what are your thoughts on elephanting? Well, like you said, I think um, I think most of us, and I can't speak for anybody else, but I believe most of us struggle with it. And again, it's something that the devil wants to keep in the dark and doesn't want anybody to speak about. Um, because once we bring it to light, then he knows that it can no longer be used against us. Um, and for me, I was introduced to those pictures those magazines um you know pornography at a very young age and um the environment i grew up in it ended up being um an escape for me um and almost as a drug um and you know i still battle with that to this day um and it and it's difficult you know before i never had any shame or guilt um, about it, never thought, never thought twice about it when, when I was uh, in the act of doing it, and or afterwards. Now knowing, um, maybe not necessarily the consequences, but just being on this journey with Christ now, knowing that I want a pure heart and I strive for a pure heart, and I don't believe that those acts and those thoughts and that thought process is indicative of a pure heart. Why do you think that that's not indicative of a pure heart? What what what's there that causes that? Well, for one, um, I'm not married, um, so in any situation that ends up that I end up in that uh, you know in that mindset when it when it goes there, if you will, um, is a perverse mindset. And we've talked about it the past couple of weeks, you know, situations of a uh, situation came up and we were discussing it personally um, and trying to figure out, you know, is a situation pure is, um, you know, are we leading with a pure heart in this in this specific situation or is, are we leading with a perverse mindset? Um, and honestly, if you boil it down, you know, unless, you know, unless you're married and I can't speak to for you know any married men here but um you know I would imagine that you know unless you're unless you're thinking about your wife in that situation that it is with a perverse mind a lustful mind too that was mm-hmm. uh, where I was going to take mine uh that's the issue for me mm-hmm. uh because it's not uh I hope Tammy's not listening to this <laughs> but it's not always thinking about her you know and it's yeah. those lustful thoughts of other women that yeah. uh I've seen you know through that mm-hmm. day or whatever that made me turn my head twice yeah um so and that's kind of robbing her right uh mm-hmm. taking that feeling and being selfish with it of the the pleasure the enjoyment um it's taken away from what that intimacy could be with my wife yeah uh those times are saved for her and uh, but the, yeah so that that's a struggle for all of us alan your your thoughts on on elephanting uh, I think that one of the other guys said it in one of our previous Soulcon rounds, and he said that as, as far as elephanting and, and pornography, um, no pun intended, go hand in hand. Uh, <laughs> Spit to hand. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but 
he said it 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 puts your wife or your spouse um, on an at an unfair advantage because here you have this it, an actor mm-hmm. that is this is what this is this is their 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 craft this is what they're supposed to do and this is what they're paid for and now you have this person that's that's living this un, un, unexpected your spouse can't reach that level your spouse can't be that you know person whoever that is and you know they're not so i mean at that point it's just to have those to watch that and to have those thoughts while you're trying to be intimate with your with your spouse i think at that point it it's unfair to them i think it's unfair to them uh, just because they're I'm sure that in in our thoughts we have like oh well, you know we have an expectation and if oh well they didn't do this thing so that's the way that I see it. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, I would love to hear some of the men or anybody that's listening uh, email us and kind of you know if you got these struggles uh, you know releasing them might help. But yeah, I'm interested to see if anybody else has it or if it's just us three. Alan, you got something for Brian? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, I had a comment first. So I, I wanted to say thank you, first off, because I know this is this is something that we as men, we don't challenge each other in. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about it because it is, you know, yeah, everybody everybody does it, but I'm not going to ask the guy kind of thing. So I, I, I really want to thank you for, for coming on and being transparent and talking. Yeah, I mean, and it was, it was difficult, um, you know, at first, uh, you know, speaking to anybody about it and... Um, you know, uh, Scott and, you know, Josh are, are two of, if not, you know, they are two of my closest friends are, are you know, brothers. Um, and just being able to open up about it and know that we all struggle or most of us struggle with the same thing was, I mean, it was it was a huge weight lifted off my shoulders um, just to be able to talk about it and everything. So, I mean, there's a lot of things I've had to do, um, you know, I've had to change where I go at times, you know, there's, there's gyms that I don't, I don't go into just because of it is out there, you know, and I just, I choose not to put myself in certain situations. And, um, you know, I try and recognize that now instead of waiting until I'm in the situation to say, Oh yeah, I probably shouldn't be here. It's like, well, you know, what's going to be there. Um, and it's nobody else's fault, but it's just recognizing situations that I don't want to put myself in. You know, I don't, I don't drink and, you know, or go out and party anymore. So I, I don't, I, I don't go out to the bar scene, you know, I don't, or I don't participate in that. So just kind of knowing, um, where your struggles are and, mm-hmm. um, and not putting yourself out there to have the opportunity, you know, to, to fall. Know your triggers. Yeah. Do you find that as, as your, your walk has changed, do you find that you've leaned a lot more on God. Very much so. Um, my entire, um, my entire life, my entire discipline has changed. You know, from how I start my morning um, to how I go throughout my day. Um, you know, to how I end my evening. You know, um, this past year, my counselor um, really challenged me to um, to get into the Word. You know, I kept saying, you know, I, I want to start reading the Bible and get on a plan, and she's like, just do it just she was like look i started the bible in a year app and it took me three years to get through it you know um today i think i'm on day 299 i'm like 56 days ahead you know and i just made it a discipline to wake up every morning to start my day in the word 
and no matter and sometimes my schedule's crazy sometimes I'm up at 12 30 1 o'clock in the morning but I've allotted two hours before you know once I get up to leave the, before I leave the house to ensure that I'm reading the Bible every single day do you find that your day has changed when you start with the word Yes and no. I mean, I know I'm going to get fed as soon as I wake up. I know how my day is going to start. I don't know how it's going to, you know, after I leave the house, I'm not sure what's going to happen after that, you know. Sure. But I know I, I know I can depend on starting my day as soon as I get out of bed, on my knees, praying the Lord's Prayer, speaking the armor of God over me, um, getting up, reading the Word of God. Um, so I know that I'm starting the day on the right foot, regardless of what happens after that. Um, and it, honestly, a lot of that started with um, the book uh, "Make Your Bed" um, yeah. by the um, retired uh, Navy captain. Or, Navy SEAL. Sure. Uh, Navy SEAL. Yeah. Yes, uh, William McManus. There you go. Yeah, was it McManus? William something. But it's I started book. doing that. You know, about like two years ago, after after I read the read the book, I I started making my bed. You know, and then after Solcon, um, you know, I started saying the Lord's Prayer every morning and speaking the armor of God over me and doing the push-ups. I've been doing push-ups, you know, 50 push-ups every morning since we started SoulCon from day one and now have started reading the Word every morning. Um, so it's just small disciplines that I know I'm going to start the day this way. No matter what happens after I leave the house, this is how the day's starting. Uh, has, have you ever missed a day? The only day that I missed was a couple months ago when I got sick and I w- was just not feeling well on a Sunday and that was, I just, I didn't do anything that day. That is the only day I've missed since I've started reading, um, doing my Bible in a year. It was the only day I've missed. I was going to kind of reverse the question that Alan asked. And how does your day, how does your day end up when you don't uh, st- stick with those disciplines in the morning? But that, tip, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. <laughs> like I said, I just, I did not feel like doing anything that day, and um, I called up the next day, but uh, I just made it a point, no matter what I do, even if I travel, the Bibles are going with me, and that's how I'm starting every single day. Well, it's that time. Oh, Seriously, already? I mean, already. Really? We got, we're 46 minutes into this, um, and it goes by so quick, and again, I'm looking at Brian's notes, and he's like, uh, I've got, he just flipped the page. I've got a whole other page. I was Scott. so concerned that I wouldn't be able to fill up the 45 minutes. Yeah, everybody <laughs> says that. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it goes real quick, especially when uh, you're just being real. Yeah, and I'm not a talker, so I'm, I'm happy we got I think it. I think we got like 40 minutes of you talking, so oh, okay. yeah. I'm going to say that's probably not a true statement, sir. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> um, before we go, uh, I wanted to let y'all know that there will be a link in the show notes this week. If you would uh, be so kind and generous to click on that link and support my upcoming mission, uh, I've got to raise some money for that. So, um, yeah, for those what, listeners. What is the mission? The mission trip that we're going on is the L.A. Dream Center in L.A. Uh, it is an old hospital that has been uh, converted into a, a homeless shelter for each floor, I believe, is a different different type of ministry you have people that are homeless you have people uh, women who have come from uh battered situations uh you've had you have another floor with different different levels of uh of needs and we're going out there in june Um, we're actually going to have pastor steve on and talk about the mission trip in a couple episodes so 
stay tuned to that and we'll get a little bit deeper into that but yeah la dream center there's a link uh to support the mission sure would uh appreciate some help there guys so uh usually when we close out we have our guests pray us out uh brian would you uh do us the honor i would father god we just thank you for this day father i thank you for this platform thank you for these brothers that have created this father um and they've created this for your glory father god um, we just thank you for the opportunities that you're bringing to us, not, not for us, but through us, Father God, to open up um, our hearts to others, Father, that may not know you, Father God. So we just ask for those opportunities to, present it, to be presented to us. Father, give us the courage to step into those, Father God. Father, I just uh, speak a blessing over Alan's life, over Scott's life, over Gabe's life, everybody that is involved in this, Father God. I know we have to step out of our comfort zones, Father, and you are there with us at all times, Father God. So I just thank you. Thank you for these men. Thank you for what they pour into me, Father God. And I just ask that you allow me to pour that back and not just in them, Father God, but in others, Father. So we just ask that you continue to be the light at our feet, Father God. Open our eyes, ears, hearts, and minds to your love, to your word, Father, and let us be the light in this world. Father God, we just uh, thank you. We, we love you. We glorify you. We magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Alan. All right. So next week, we have a recap of uh, week six of SoulCon with Trace Sheridan. And also, gentlemen, get ready for test out week. Yeah, let's yeah. see if we can increase those numbers from the first one. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's it. Appreciate you. Yeah.